This is the POV Hamilton podcast, where we're sharing the Hamilton, Ontario point of view from businesses and entrepreneurship to life sciences and education to arts, culture, and media. Hamilton is thriving, and there are countless stories to be shared of the people, businesses, and organizations making it happen. Here's whose point of view you'll be listening to today. My name is Richard Denda. I'm the director at the Centre for Integrated Transportation and Mobility in Hamilton, Ontario. The Centre for Integrated Transportation and Mobility, or more easily said CITM, is um, what's called a regional technology development site under the province of Ontario's OVEN program. OVEN stands for the Ontario Vehicle Innovation Network. So we're focused on innovation in transportation. And when I say innovation, I mean we work with startups and scale-ups, try to help them nurture their companies and bring their technologies and solutions to market. OBEN is actually the second generation of the program. It started in 2018 with a different name called AVEN for the Autonomous Vehicle Innovation Network. So from version one, which was mostly all about connected, automated and autonomous vehicles, Right? The scope has expanded to a much broader innovation set. So now we think about not only connected, automated and autonomous or smarter vehicles and smarter infrastructure, um, transportation infrastructure, also about the vehicle itself in terms of modifications in the powertrain, the move to electric vehicles, the move to hydrogen fuel cell vehicles and hydrogen vehicles. So the broader scope, um, but all still focused on transportation, basically anything with wheels. Why this is important for Ontario is the transportation sector, particularly the automotive sector, employs in round numbers about half a million people through this whole, whole supply chain. And if you extend that, right, that's just in vehicle production service through the whole supply chain with the move to electrified vehicles. And if you include the scope of anything that moves, right, that number grows exponentially. So the number of people that are involved in the movement of a good or the movement of a person getting something from point A to point B is the, one of the largest economic sectors in the province. So it's important right? and those jobs tend to be um, particularly in the production and the supply chain end, those are good paying jobs that require high levels of expertise or skilled trades. Uh, so they're significant jobs in the sector. One of the wonderful things about Hamilton is that it's pretty unique in the country. It's the nexus of multiple modes of transportation and that at CITM we focus on all modes of transportation. Um, um, we double click on things that have wheels, but we think about planes and boats as well, even though they're, they're more in the federal domain. So Hamilton is the nexus, there's a port here, there's an airport here, there's probably the largest intersection of highways and goods movement um, in the country. Uh, so it's a very busy area in terms of the number of vehicles, people and goods moving around. It's also within an hour of two border crossings. It's five, six hours from Montreal, which is a major international port. Uh, and it's four hours from Windsor, which is a major port for the auto sector, major border crossing for the auto sector. The interesting thing about the Regional Technology Development Site, or RTDS program, of which there are now seven, is each one has a specific domain focus. Ours is multimodal transportation at CITM, um, so each has a different domain focus. So 
um, across the innovation spectrum, you get really deep expertise from each of those centers, and then we collaborate um, on and sharing resources and sharing programs to help the, the whole base of entrepreneurial startups in the province. My background, um, so first of all, I'm a systems design engineer by training many years ago, right? and I have spent my career in technology. I spent over 20 years at Microsoft in the US and Canada, five years in communications with Rogers Communications, and in general, I have been deeply involved in technology from a career perspective. I started, I'll call it dabbling in this space by doing volunteer mentoring and advisory work. And, and then that grew into the next phase of my career. I've always been interested in technology. It was pretty evident that changes in transportation were one of the next big sectors to move in terms of technological innovation. That involves multiple sectors in the economy, not just the vehicles themselves, but you know, digital infrastructure and communications infrastructure where I have some knowledge the cloud and cloud infrastructure because um, and wireless connectivity, manufacturing, um, and now the energy sector with the changes in uh, propulsion systems and vehicles. What excites me about this is, you know, there are, in general, these are young companies led by younger entrepreneurs that quite literally want to change the world or they want to have an impact. Sometimes that's a sustainability impact, that's a business impact where they want to save money or um, help someone run their business better. Sometimes it's a new and novel idea that somebody's just never thought of before. And that, you know, that gets me out of bed in the morning about seeing these young people bring all this energy to the table. Some of the challenges the companies face, you know, they all face one common challenge, and that's inertia. But they're all, in general, they're disruptive technologies or they're uh, disrupting enough that something has to change in order to, for them to have a market opportunity. Um, if they get that right, if they understand how their technology and what their product does to capture that gap, then their opportunity expands exponentially. Every startup has the money challenge. Where do I find the money to get this product off the ground? They have the learning challenge. If the company starts from a technological founder, then they have to learn about the business side of it. You know, they got to run a company at the same time as building a product. If it's a business founder, then he doesn't have the technological depth, then how does that get solved for? In all of that, the most important thing they need to learn is how to listen to a customer. Because when you learn how to listen to a customer and adapt your product solution to what someone will actually pay money for, what they will buy, then you have a company. There's lots of cases in the world where great technologies never get to market because they never really solve for the use case of an actual real-world business problem. CITM is built on top of a broader accelerator called the Innovation Factory, and we offer an array of services to, from all the way from zero, I just want to start this company, to more mature companies. So business consulting services, how to shape their company, how to understand what the business model is, how they're going to make money, technological support and services, um, access to investor networks, um, funding programs that are by the province or private, the private sector, also Partners play a big role in this, whether it's a legal partner or a manufacturing or a partner that brings manufacturing or design expertise to the table. So whatever the need is at a point in time through the company's growth curve, we can have access to that resource. And if we don't have it here, we're part of a larger network. 
uh, in Ontario where we can draw on those resources as well, whether they're in the, in the innovation network or from the private sector. So the CITM um, got off the ground in about 2019 after the province announced the program. Right? And since that time, there, in general, we help between 30 and 50 companies a year. At the broader innovation factory number, that's between four and 500 a year. So transportation is a sector, and our goal is to have 20 net new companies, 20 to 25 net new companies every year. We work with a really interesting company that works on technology for the vehicle so that it makes the vehicle controllable by gesture control, whether that's your face or, or arm and hand. Another technology or company that we're working with uh, is, works on the electrified chargers or electric charger side, where they're, they're electrified chargers are kind of a commodity, but smart ones are not. Next generation of chargers will be smart, they can be unified and they can be managed as a group so that you can manage the electricity flow across a, a bank of chargers. You know, a little further out that are working on, okay, if you, if you think about what the world will look like five years from now when, you know, you hit critical mass on electrified vehicles that are on the road, that's 20, 2030, 2035 or so, all of a sudden there's three and a half gigawatts just sitting around on the streets parked in Ontario. Well, now those are, that's an available power source. So companies that figure out, okay, how do we take that power source, sell it back to the grid, right, and manage it through the electricity distribution network. We have companies that are thinking about that problem. On the other hand, we have companies that are working on vehicle safety applications. How do you gather enough data about intersection design so that you can increase the safety of that intersection? How do you make the vehicle and the, inter and the infrastructure talk to each other using a technology called V2X so that there's a warning to a driver about something that's two and a half kilometers away that no one can physically see. We have companies that are working with that. We have small companies that are working on algorithms that literally help a vehicle see around the corner. Right? So that requires massive amounts of data around the corner so you can do this anticipatory algorithm. The, the, there's so much exciting stuff going on, and I, I don't want to leave hydrogen out of the table. Hydrogen is produced by a process called electrolysis. So you build an electrolyzer. That's a big deal if that company can bring that technology to market. Right? It's not, you know, for trucks to roll over to fuel cells or large batteries is a seven to 10 year program because of the capital cost of the vehicle. This in-place electrolyzer can change that and make a significant impact to people's lives at scale. There are other startups that we work with that, you know, they're in, um, in a small town like Simcoe, Ontario. The technology comes out of McMaster. Well, they build solar panels and inverters that sit on the top of transport trucks. So specific transport trucks that are refrigerated. So the, now the power that keeps the truck cool is coming from the sun, right? And a series of batteries rather than from diesel gas that's burned in the engine. So the efficiency of the vehicle improves, there's less emissions overall, and you're using alternative energy to support that. That's a really innovative technology happening in a small town in Ontario. So there's programs and resources that CITM packages up and delivers to clients or startups. The major resource we have is the Smart Transportation Network. So that is a net, literal network of 4G, 5G, IoT, and V2X technology embedded in a couple of locations in the city of Hamilton. So we can offer companies free access to connectivity 
so that their solution, whether it's on the vehicle or on the infrastructure side, can work in a real-world environment. Um, the data store is a complementary piece to that, where we offer them not only free storage, if they don't already have that, so they can store the data, um, but we collect data from various pieces of the infrastructure that we own, plus other data from either our partners, including the city of Hamilton, so the state of the traffic light. So if you're building a traffic management algorithm to improve safety at an intersection, you probably really want to know what the weather was like, how many vehicles were on the road, how many people were there, um, and the state of the traffic light. What, what was color was the light at that point in time. And so that data helps you analyze how to make the light more intelligent, or how to make the intersection more intelligent, or how to change intersection design. Right, so that improvements can be made to improve safety both of the vehicles and of the people in them. There's no more valuable asset than data. Every solution we have requires data. That sometimes they're not holistic in that they gather the data, they process the data, and they manifest it. Maybe they're just a piece of that. But all of the companies we work with require data to do something. So having that access to data and of transportation and goods movement and people movement and state of the infrastructure, state of the energy infrastructure is really important. You know, one, one out of 100 clients needs this set of data. The next client needs a different set of data. So that's the key resource. Out of that, they can do modeling, right? Or they can do, they can make their AI algorithms or their machine learning algorithms smarter and more intelligent. They can recognize patterns. Right. The next step after that is to move from the modeling world into the physical world, which is where the smart transportation network comes in. So now they can take what they've built, whether it's on the infrastructure side or on the vehicle side, and put it in a real-world environment and test. Right. The uniqueness about CITM's smart transportation network is it's embedded in the city infrastructure. You can actually test in a real-world environment, or you can gather the data from that environment and test in a simulator, but it's real. It's not a simulation. You don't have to stage it. Cars are going up and down. People are going up and down. Goods are moving. Trucks are moving all day, every day. One of the other interesting things about the smart transportation network is, so I said it's embedded in the city of Hamilton, but it's embedded in two really specific locations. One is an operating city street. Right? So the, the, we have no control over the traffic. You, if the city of Hamilton operates, the lights do what they do, cars go where they go, trucks go where they go. Um, it is what it is. Yeah, that's a public roads implementation, and we usually refer to it as that. We also have uh, an implementation of that an environment or network at McMaster Innovation Park. The interesting thing about McMaster Innovation Park is the roads are private. They're owned by the park. So you can have a much more controlled environment about when a vehicle enters, how the op like we're about Right now, we're adding three stoplights, right, where they're controllable. They're not city-controlled. They're CITM-controlled with our partners at McMaster Automotive Research Center. So the, if you're running a test or a simulation, that private roads implementation is highly valuable because you can control the environment much more. The, the other part about CITM that I really enjoy um, that I enjoyed in my professional life as well as the ability to work with, with partners. And you know, by partners, I mean whether they're small companies or big, but they're a part of the ecosystem that's required to help these startups get off the ground and build their companies. And, and quite frankly, on the, the partners gain from that as well. All of those companies that are on the partner side are also looking for innovation because they have customers with problems 
that requires solutions, right? So it's a symbiotic relationship between the startup, CITN, and the partner network. You can see the things that are happening already. The vehicle propulsion systems are changing, right? The, the planet needs to become more sustainable. The auto industry and the transportation industry is moving from gas and diesel to electrified for smaller vehicles, hydrogen and hydrogen fuel cells for larger vehicles, sometimes a combination, sometimes for big vehicles, that's a transitionary technology where they're just changing the mixture of the fuel to lower emissions. So that's a big change. That means major, it's not just bolting on an existing vehicle, right? It means major vehicle redesign and rethinking. At the same time, vehicles of all sorts, anything from a sidewalk delivery robot to a class nine transport truck, right, to a train, are becoming smarter and more intelligent. They have more technology, they're more aware of the environment, and the, their environment, their digital, in, digital infrastructure environment is more aware of them. So that enables the ability for increased communications. So you get greater efficiency of traffic movement, increased safety, better awareness. Um, that's a big change. And then the concept of moving things around in and of itself is also changing. Whether or not it's you know, 20 or 10 years ago, no one thought about sidewalk delivery robots. Now there are pilot projects in many locations around the world where goods are being delivered by small little things that run around on sidewalks or in protected lanes right, in certain streets in the city. No one thought about um, e-scooters right? or even the concept of, though, I don't, if I'm going to live in an urban area, I probably don't need a car because right? there are enough mobility services right, for me to get from point A to point B or my group to get from point A to point B. Uh, as an example, we're working with a particular developer that's doing a major downtown um, urban redevelopment, multiple blocks. So multiple buildings, a mix of commercial and residential. They are building into their building transportation services. That means you'll be able to go to the parking lot underneath the building, get a bike, get an e-scooter, um, get a uh, accessible scooter um, or an electric vehicle. Right, just for your around-the-town use. It comes as a service that's delivered in the, in, the, in the building the same way the gymnasium is, the same way the common room is. It's just part of the services of that building. That's real innovation. Right? That um, is a reflection of what's happening in transportation overall. I said earlier that I'd worked my whole life in, in technology. And for me, that's been wonderful because I've seen technology change the way people compute. I've seen technology change the way people communicate. And you can, those are major impacts of society. And, and in my working life, I got to be a, a part of those. This is change in transportation in the way that things or goods move around and the way that people move around. And it's really exciting to be able to see and work with companies that are driving that change and leverage the experience that I have and that our network of partners have and help them accelerate that so that they can get to market faster and have their solutions be implemented faster because the technology, the transportation is ripe for change and needs innovation. So it's fun to be part of that. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode and please consider rating and reviewing as it helps others to find the show. For more information or to listen to past episodes, 
go to povhamilton.com. 